T-Time Therapy has been serving the communities of Riverton, Lander, Cheyenne, and Sheridan since 2001. They offer a wide range of advanced outpatient physical and occupational therapy solutions to improve and overcome pain from injury, surgery, and disabilities. They work with all ages from infants to seniors and develop a unique program to your needs. Teton Therapy offers free 30-minute consultation with a licensed physical or occupational therapist that will help you know what the next step would be in managing your pain. Teton Therapy has their own in-house billing department that works closely with insurance companies to make sure your outpatient physical therapy and occupational therapy benefits are covered correctly. Hello, Riverton and Fremont County. This is Bethany Baldus with the Local Lady Podcast, and today I'm in the 10Cast studio, and I'm excited to announce our my newest show, which is going to be the Local Lady Called Action. This will be a monthly show, and kind of the idea behind it came from the Community Engagement Committee. We realized that there isn't always a clear understanding how to get involved in different groups within the community. So we really want to take every month a different group or organization in the community and really highlight that throughout the community through different forms of media. And since I have the Local Lady podcast, this is my way to give back to that. For the month of November, we will be featuring Veterans Hall and the Soldier's House. I'm very excited that I was able to sit down and have Soldier's House in for an interview, and I am so excited for this organization in our community and all of the amazing things that they do for our veterans. With November being Military Appreciation Month, this was a perfect timing for us to be able to really feature these different organizations throughout our community. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, Riverton and Fremont County. This is Bethany Baldus with the Local Ladies Podcast, and this is a special episode. Uh, It's the Local Ladies Call to Action, and today my guests are Jennifer and Charlie Wilson from the Soldier's House here in Riverton. How are you guys doing today? Great, thank you. Great, thanks. Thank you so much for coming in. Um, I guess the best place to start is a little bit of your guys' history and where this project came from. Sure. Um, let's see. So being a, a psychotherapist uh, here in the community, um, I got myself involved with an organization out of Southern California called the Soldiers Project. Mm-hmm. And the Soldiers Project basically organized therapists to volunteer time, uh, usually one case load at a time. Um, so I worked with them for a bunch of years. And while we were doing that, we thought uh, – because we were so far from from the Soldiers Project, it'd be good to have our own kind of local setting. And uh, so the idea of the house came about. Um, I was sitting on the board with Habitat for Humanity, and this house was volunteered. And it was too small a, a building for Habitat to use, but it was, sure. it was beautiful. Um, it had just really beautiful um, trim work. Yes, and, um, it got moved into town, right? Exactly, yep. it used to be over by Kmart. Okay, uh, the old Schmidt House. Yes, okay. And uh, pretty much dilapidated, but the trim work was there, and we started kicking around the idea of moving it uh, over at the time to the 12th Street Clinic. I was doing some contract work there, 
and they were up for putting it on the site there. Um, in the end, we ended up putting it on the site, the old hospital site, mm-hmm. um, buying a lot and moving it there. Um, the Mazarines house movers were very generous and, and supported us and got it moved over. We had help with uh, other contractors. Um, just sort of this grassroots project. Remind me how long ago that was. We were thinking like 10 years ago. Right? Okay, because I was, uh, I remember started. watching it like as it was moving around and like, mm-hmm. I just couldn't remember at what um, chapter of my life that was that <laughs> yeah. it was moving. So about 10 years ago, okay. Yeah, and it was sort of about a two and a half year process period yeah. from taking on the house, getting it moved over to 12th Street, and then deciding to move it over yes. to this other site. And, and moving and a house isn't just like this easy thing. No. <laughs> no. It's, it's phenomenal. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yes, yes. I, exactly. I, well, and, um, I just love what you guys have done with the outside of it. It's so beautiful now. And um, the eagle in the back, correct? Exactly. Yep, yep. So yeah, is there yeah. a story behind that? Or? Uh, there is. <laughs> um, so... We hired a contractor to help us, uh, uh, Roy Young at Atlander, and he and I worked together and kind of reconstructed the back half of the house, mm-hmm. and we ended up having this long beam that stuck out there, and for a long time we were like, what to do that? So we had the idea of an eagle, and we contacted a, um, a bronze worker out of Sandpoint, and, uh, who actually has eagle bronzes in the White House. And, oh, wow. Um, Sort of like, would you be willing to? And sort of told him about the project, and um, and he was open to it. And so he gave us basically a really amazing deal on the eagle, and mm-hmm. we had some funds from a donor uh, who sort of supported that, and that's how the eagle came to be. That is so awesome. Yeah, I, I, I so I think that it's incredible about the soldiers' house because you guys have an incredible history throughout town of just getting it there. So what happens on the inside of the soldiers' house? <laughs> Right. So inside, uh, the soldier house is a small little farmhouse, uh, basically four-room, hip-roof kind of job with a little back area with a bathroom on the back and the sitting area. The main thing is there's an office, and then there's kind of a meeting-gathering area, um, and then it's sort of an entry-waiting area. So I use the office uh, to do psychotherapy because that's what I do. Um, And so every Thursday afternoon, I'm there. We, We... invite walk-ins uh, generally I'll see three or four folks um, two or three folks in that afternoon um, and then other practitioners uh, use the space we have a group of gals um, that do acupuncture maybe I'll let you talk about that mm-hmm. those guys if you'd like. Uh, yeah Soliana Abernathy and Jenny Oviet uh, for Lander um, approached us several years ago and said, hey, we'd love to help out. What can we do? And uh, they wanted to do a communal um, acupuncture clinic. And uh, it is by far our, our most popular uh, program. Mm-hmm. And our, our veterans come in, they sit down, um, they typically take off their shoes, roll up their pant legs, and the acupuncture is done in the hands, the ears, the feet, sometimes the neck and, you know, shoulders and things will be exposed, but by and large, you stay fully clothed. Right. And um, and the guys just sit there and chat and tell stories, and they absolutely adore the women. The gals love their veterans. Yes. <laughs> well, I went down to Veterans Hall for their meeting um, on Tuesday, or, yeah, Tuesday, 
and they are entertaining like just so I can only imagine it is entertaining (laughs) it is it's really wonderful to watch Mm -hmm. and incredibly healing um we've had some of the of our veterans say you know I couldn't move my shoulders and I I went home from my first session going eh I don't know about this yeah (laughs) and they opened a closet door and stuff fell out and they put their hands up for the first time in 10 years. And they could do it. And they, were, they have not missed a session since. Yep. So it's it's really neat to watch that. Very awesome. Um, and then that's free to the free veterans, to right? Veterans. Have you guys found a cross-generational, um, like, that you have younger veterans and older veterans utilizing that? Most of our veterans in that group um, are Vietnam mm-hmm. era. However, we do have a Korean Aravet, and um, every once in a while we'll get um, some some of the younger guys. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, we haven't quite figured out how to bridge that. I yet. think that's kind of everybody's like question right now. So if you're listening, <laughs> they have free acupuncture, and it's a huge. <laughs> so. It's, and it it helps with pain. It helps with mobility. It helps with stress, anxiety, depression. I was gonna say there's some PTSD kind of stuff too, it's, isn't it? It's tremendously helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, as far as your psychotherapy, um, does that something that's, um, covered through insurance or how does that work as far as people being able to get services with you? Right. So, um, for everything we do with the soldier's house, um, one of our premises is that it all be volunteer Mm -hmm. and it all be free to the, to the veterans. Mm -hmm. Um, so what I did was pretty much adopt the soldier's projects model and, um, offer therapy free to any uh, veteran uh, person who served in the military, their family, um, and regardless of discharge status also, which is sort of a right kind of unique thing. Yes. Um, so there's no charge. Um, we really work to do this just out of, uh, we feel it's the right thing to do, uh, what we can do to give back. And um, we'll never, you know, try to parlay someone into a paying client in the future. Sure. Um, just try to support them and ongoing as, as long as they feel they, that it's useful and they, they can use it. And you will see civilian patients as well, correct? Uh, family members. Family members. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a marriage and family therapist. So family therapy is kind of my background. Right. So it's not uncommon to be seeing couples or family groups. Sure. Or sure. Kids of. Sure. Sure. Very good. Cool. That's really awesome. Um, so what are, I know you guys have a lot of programs that you run through. I was kind of looking through your schedule and stuff the other day. <laughs> um, yeah, in addition to acupuncture, which is typically the first Monday of the month at noon, um, we have uh, cranial sacral uh, practitioners, Margie Farias uh, from Lander, but she comes over here to practice and she just holds space for our veterans. So you would call her and say, hey, I need an appointment, and she'd come over. Mm-hmm. Um, Healing Touch, uh, Nancy Sainert from mm-hmm. here in town. Uh, she holds space as well. Uh, we have a brain injury support group, which is available to veterans, non-veterans, the entire community. And uh, Keely Tatro uh, from Teton Therapy um, was instrumental in getting that going. And uh, that is on Wednesday night, the first Wednesday of the month, uh, from 5 to 6. Um as we mentioned, we have the psychotherapy. Um, we have a veterans community lunch, uh, which is 
just to get our veterans together to increase their sense of community. Um, and that it's a bit of a moving target when that is, so you <laughs> have to check the, the Facebook page. Um, and, uh, or, you know, we, we try to publish it in the papers um, and on the radio, but uh, uh, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, we try to have community volunteers um, come to that to, uh, to let our veterans know what, what the services, the services mm-hmm. that they avail- have available. Johnny Redden from Teton Therapy has been there a couple of times. Um, we have Santa for Soldiers coming up on December 5th when Santa is in the house um, with his elves. And we take, uh, we've had a wonderful group of volunteer photographers over the years come in. And uh, this year, actually, our daughter is the photographer. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, making it a family affair. She, she's a professional. Yeah. yeah. She's a, she's, a yeah. professional photographer. Have you guys heard of the holiday festival yet? So there's a calendar going around. Um, I'll give you the information afterwards. Actually, you can just go to RivertonHolidayFestival.com, and you can add your event to the calendar. So basically, we're try- the, the concept is is to have a centralized location for. This is a really good time to just remind everybody about the holiday festival calendar. No, <laughs> make sure you log in and get your events on. So yes, that'll be something for you guys. Um, and if you go in and make a Facebook event, you can then add the holiday festival as a um, co-host on your event and then all of their people will see it along with so it works out really well sorry that was just a little plug for Cameron Faring there no oh that's great (laughs) he was on the show and so just talking about the holiday festival so my job is now to share as much as I can about it so anyway that's great thank you yeah so you said that was December 5th that's December 5th okay and uh and we'll be sending out information to the schools yep. about that. Uh, we have a Veterans Yoga Nidra, um, Megan Lucas of Ananda Yoga in Lander. Okay. Uh, and she is a Navy veteran. Mm-hmm. Um, she leads that. And uh, I do not have her November dates yet. But, sure. Um, so to check her, her website. And we also just purchased the lot next door. You um, did. Congratulations. To us. Yeah. And we're hoping to um, have a community garden. Oh. There, along with some other things uh, for veterans and and our neighborhood and our that's going to be beautiful in that neighborhood. For anybody who hasn't been watching you for <laughs> the last ten years, where are you guys located? <laughs> we are on the old hospital site, uh, so it was a very large block of dirt, mm-hmm. um, and we were the first house to go up. Um, and uh, Habitat for Humanity bought lots at the other end mm-hmm. and the developers bought the the others and they are slowly building houses and it's really neat to be part of that that growth yes that community yes. so our, our address is uh 1201 east jackson east jackson perfect it's all right it's really it is it's going to be a lovely neighborhood with especially that is so exciting about you guys getting the lot next door and having community gardens so very cool um what are some things that veterans or not uh, civilians can do to help you guys out in the community um yeah i I think as we're evolving um we we're actually in this process right now of considering creating a nonprofit organization and uh, up until now jennifer and i have been pretty much supporting uh the financial end of it um so we really hadn't been looking for donations and so forth. 
Uh, we just sort of wanted to get a presence and get a sense of how we could serve uh, the, the veteran community. Um, maybe in that process, we, we actually created a mission statement yeah. and, and a vision statement. Uh, could we read that? Yes, that please do. I like Jennifer do. She's a just second. Reader. I'm going to move you just a little bit so that we're straight on. There you go. <laughs> All righty. Uh, the mission statement is the Soldier's House strives to encourage and implement community members to support Fremont County veterans. Our vision statement is uh, based on the principle that those who have served in the armed forces have given significantly to our society. We believe our society wishes to give back and support the veterans in their transition back to civilian life. The Soldier's House works to be all volunteer, encouraging community members to give their unique skills to veterans that can benefit from these services. We created the house to serve as a site for the rendering of these services. We en encourage all community members to come to learn about the veteran experience and consider how they might give back in support of bringing our veterans fully home to their community. Yeah, thanks. That's so um, kind of grassroots, organically. Um, it's everything from, you know, we have a veteran who's got some car difficulty and mm -hmm. uh, helping them arrange for if there's a mechanic who's willing to, to do Sure. A little bit of work, and uh, I think the idea is everybody does a little bit of what they do best, mm -hmm. and make that available. And maybe we can help be a clearinghouse or connect people. Such a networking to yep. try, try to network, yeah, uh, yeah, that sort of thing. And you know, over the years, it's it's been stuff like that. Um, someone needs a fence to keep their dog in, and right? Rounding up some materials, getting ideas, getting a contractor who might help out. Um, when when you're when you're struggling with something like PTSD, I feel like those little things having help with can make such a uh, monumental difference in a person's life. So like it may seem small on the outside, but it's such a big thing for just some. I mean, I've been in trouble for my dog barking too much, and like it can be a very stressful time in a person's life. So I can imagine like a, a, having a fence for your dog is probably right. can be way bigger than it sounds like just saying we did that. No, it, I'm sure for that one particular person, that was a really big deal. So, yeah. And, and even beyond that, uh, I, I think the connection of mm -hmm. um, someone sort of seeing you recognizing that there's something I can do and I'm going to do it without any kind of gain back. Yep. Um, I've definitely found uh, as a psychotherapist and, you know, psychotherapy is not always the most popular thing <laughs> for people to seek out, um, that when it's clear to them that I'm doing this because they've served and they're being recognized for that, my hope is that that, that sort of goes a long way. And I, f I feel it often does. Um, it just, yeah, kind of bridging that. Um, um, and, and I think uh, one of the, uh, the things that we like to get across is that, um, you know, PTS, I like to leave the D off. Yeah, um, <laughs> I told you my, my brother's <laughs> freeze for it. But <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, PTS is a normal reaction to a really abnormal situation. Mm -hmm. And we are not programmed um, to... 24 hours, seven days a week, have that kind of stress mm -hmm. for years mm -hmm. put on our brains. And sometimes we just need a little help to reset that. 
and it's a com- you know it's a completely normal reaction and no one should ever be afraid to say hey i'm struggling a little bit right right or a lot yes um yep. yeah and uh uh you know in kind of following up with charlie's um you know community getting the community involved uh we had a, a veteran who was uh she had surgery and she didn't have a tremendous amount of support well she didn't she's living alone and uh, she just said, hey, could you guys help out a little bit? I put out a call on Facebook. The, the um, response was tremendous. We had food coming in from Lander, from Riverton, from Pavilion. It was great. And we had one gal in particular who said, hey, I'm a nurse. I'd really love to help out. And, uh, and Lucy showed up. She kept mm. an eye on her. She wasn't using her nursing background. background. Right. She was just there right and uh, and she did just a tremendous job and that's what we're really asking for for our our community volunteers you know if you're an attorney and you or an accountant and you maybe even just give a class on sure you know this is what you need to do to set yourself up for retirement or um you know anybody in a social worker anyone right we would love to to hear from you if you have a special skill set that that could help out um, I feel like it's also something, um, like I joined the National Guard and there's still this deep desire within my heart to serve. And I think that it's even kind of can be a healing thing for people to help serve other people as they are going through that journey in life. So I just, like I said, I have watched you guys for such a long time. So it's kind of embarrassing to sit here with you guys and be like, so I've never walked through the door, but I probably should. No. <laughs> so, I mean, I know that there's other people out there that probably are the same way. So I think that it's just really important to get the awareness out that you guys do have so many different um, services, but then also that you're well, the door is open for new things. So. Right. Yeah. Um, and our hope is that this will sort of just evolve and become mm-hmm. an entity and people kind of plug in when they can and and not they pull back from it. But um, what I thing is, I'm not a veteran myself mm-hmm. and, um, you know, consequently felt I should be giving back in some sure. manner. And uh, a lot of it is, is sort of bridging between the non-veteran and veteran worlds. Mm-hmm. Boy, the veteran world is it's a culture of its own. Sure. And the military and um, just sort of reaching out and, and creating for, for a while. We haven't done it in a couple of years. We would show movies through the wintertime and uh, once a month, and usually military, contemporary military-themed movie, and we always got kind of a nice mix, about 50-50 of veterans and non-veterans. And Very cool. Looking at these, you know, they're pretty provocative movies, um, shocking. And then the conversations afterwards were, were pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, people were you know, some people are really relating to it, and other half of us are like, oh, my God, what's that about? <laughs> I was just watching one the other day, and it, like, kind of put the um, light on what it was possibly like for the people in Afghanistan, like, right after the 9-11. Uh, 9/11. And it was shocking to me because I was so blown away that I had never – thought to step in those people's shoes like they're from a third world country and all of a sudden you're being attacked by United States of America like and so like I think that there are moments when it's like we can all have that 
whether we've been deployed or not been deployed, whether, and I've always, I've never, I was never deployed. So, I mean, so much of that is foreign to me still. Like, I feel like I'm half in, half out with my, <laughs> but um, it's just, like, it's crazy to me that like exactly what you're saying, like these kind of provocative movies, like it can make you like look at things in a different way, what maybe somebody's experiencing and why they're experiencing it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's really important that yes. we sort of get that exposure, and and it's such a resource for all of us to have yep. have yep. A, just everybody who's here, and that we can interact around these issues. Yes. Um, yeah. So, what do you guys have coming up? Uh, let's see. I believe next Monday actually is our next acupuncture clinic. Okay. At noon. And uh, what date is that? Because this might have. So, what days are the acupuncture? That's the fourth. The fourth. Okay. Where'd it go? There it is. <laughs> and that's once a month, right? Once a month. Yep. Okay. And uh, the uh, the brain injury support group is uh, on November sixth, which is that Wednesday, from five to six p.m. Uh, the community lunch this month is on Wednesday, November thirteenth. Okay. I'm going to be out of town. Mm. I'll be in D.C., but that will be... we. I will make sure that we get this aired before then so that people can know. So the community lunch... Santa? Oh, yeah. And, and Santa. Then December, Santa's coming December 5th. December 5th. And you're going to get that on the holiday yes. festival. <laughs> and on Very Santa, the, the great thing about that is everybody gets a free picture of, of yes. their kids or whoever uh, with Santa on his lap. Or not, uh, <laughs> however you want that to be. But it's pretty awesome. And we Very try to get it early enough that maybe you could get into a Christmas card if you'd like. Or yes, yes. However you want to use it. Very good. Well, I just yeah. really appreciate your guys' time, and I appreciate everything that you've done for the veterans in our community. It's and what you will continue to do. I think that it kind of sounds like you guys are just kind of starting, even though it's been ten years. You're getting ready to join, go into this next phase so yeah I mean, we really work to kind of develop a principle of you know not having it be well basically having it be sustainable mm-hmm. so we i think we're pretty good at doing what we can do we're completely open to whatever the needs are or whatever people want to offer um but we want it to not um you know be so intense or so demanding right that it that it not be go on right right so that you're able to continue being there for a long time. Well, very good. All right. So um, as a psychotherapist, you are working with a whole range of issues, but kind of what about the PTS? Right. So um, PTS, we've learned um, essentially, as Jennifer said, it's, it's a not a disorder in and of itself. It's a natural response. Our body has this response mechanism that reacts to danger and things that are life-threatening. What was interesting to me was the realization, as I learned more about these military deployments we've been doing since 9-11, that they're somewhat unique from other military situations we've been in. They're generally long-term, forward-operating base, People are up in combat zones, uh, and they aren't getting breaks from them very much. 
And that's sort of a perfect storm for PTS, which is essentially an overactive fight-flight-freeze response. The fight-flight-freeze response evolved pretty much to last maybe an hour or two, half hour to maybe two hours. And not 365 days. Not a year, <laughs> nine months. Yeah, not those kind of lengths. And so what happens is all these chemicals get uh, released when that's going on, and that level of chemical, cortisol being the most commonly heard of one, uh, this sort of becomes a new normal for the brain. And so the whole brain adjusts to that heightened level. And then there are all kinds of repercussions that come from that. Uh, the other thing I run into a lot is people sort of, you know, PTS has been around forever as long as we've been doing wars or just being human, know, thinking, <laughs> yeah, we're about to die. Um, there's a bit of a thought that there's not a whole lot you can do with it. You, you seem to need to like live with it. And I don't really agree with that very much. I, I think it's a difficult process to, to sort of undo that amount of time of the sort of heightened response. But it's, it's definitely doable. And, uh, so psychotherapeutically, um, what you have to do is create safety, create a relationship that's safe and trusting, um, and then begin to, to work on deprogramming the brain and getting it used to these lower cortisol levels. And a uh, number of things that, that help with that, interestingly, the, the yoga is... Um, it's just, yoga and theater are two activities that are very good for that um, for some interesting reasons, but they're generally uh, exercises of the autonomic nervous system and you're moving in and out discomfort. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing yoga, you move into a pose and you hold it and then you retreat from the pose into relaxation. And then many yogas, most of yogas, uh, end with this sort of savasana, relaxing the, the corpse pose. Mm -hmm. And that's a state of just hopefully total relaxation. Sure. So you're training your brain to relax again. And for a lot of folks, uh, relaxation doesn't come easy, if at all. Right. And veteran or so, not veteran. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But when you've, you're dealing with post-trauma, uh, with trauma, it's that's usually what you see. Is right. You're sort of heightened and aware all the time. Mm -hmm. So we're encouraging uh, to enact uh, physical actions that do that. Uh, interesting theater does a sort of similar thing if you're playing a part of another while you're maintaining the self, hmm. and that process helps the brain do these two things. And it is actually an autonomic nervous system tuner also. And then you do it in front of, you know, a thousand people, and everything's sort of heightened. So in you get intensity. that heightened, but you're still exactly. interesting. So interesting. interesting, these are two areas that, that have been found uh, to be really useful, and there are probably many others. They're mostly enacting the body with the brain uh, to, to sort of bring about this, this healing because the body was probably very involved uh, when the trauma happened. Sure. And a lot of that they've talked about sort of being locked up in the body. Mm -hmm. And so we can't simply talk. And what I found over the years uh, was working with traumatized people, we could have a good conversation, I could create a supportive, trusting relationship. Um, but I really wasn't touching the trauma much. Um, right. Much of that is subconscious and not in that part of the brain that's right. doing talking. So we're mm -hmm. having to access these other parts of the brain. Um, and then there are other therapies. We practice uh, EMDR, eye movement desensitization reprocessing, which 
which is a non-cognitive therapy that just involves having you moving your eyes back and forth, which is bilaterally stimulating your brain while you uh, free associate from the trauma event. So uh, an important thing to note is it's not usually a good idea to relive the trauma event. Right. Or telling people about it all the time. Um, but instead, you're just sort of bringing it up, and then somehow this, this bilateral movement helps your brain do its normal processing that night when you go to sleep and dream. And dreaming is essentially processing of the day's memories. And what we think is trauma memories are too strong to get processed normally. They're kind of blocked. This process seems to ease that. And then subsequent sleeping, dreaming allows the processing to happen. And once the stuff is processed, the material Basically, what people notice is it's just not so intense for them. They don't mm. think about it so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people are like, oh, my God, it's really different the next day or two. Other people are like, a month later, nothing happened. But their partners or whoever are like, yeah, that doesn't seem to bother you so much anymore. It's like, right. Well, yeah, I don't think about it anymore. Yeah. Um, so these are things that do help. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and I think it's just really important to get the word out that, that those things are available. Uh, we practice them. Uh, we can – we ever – get sometimes we get overwhelmed we're happy to refer to people who help out um because if it doesn't get help the, the things that arrive are these sort of fear of going out into the public being sure. just so exhausted when you're so hyper alert and then people stay home and they don't interact and isolating and isolation is never good for the human brain well that's um, a really terrifying thing to watch your soldiers who come home from go through as well because I know my brother went through a, a cycle of that where he was just locked up in the upstairs and that's what it would have been a basement if my parents had a basement but um it, and it probably took him a solid year to finally come out and um it's just my mom I know that my mom was just terrified for him all the time and it's a very hard thing to live through and one of the things that I keep thinking of right now is we have six um, units deployed right now, and half of the Wyoming National Guard is deployed. Because they deployed them in separate deployments, nobody paid attention because it wasn't this big send-off, which means it's going to be a small when they get back. And it's like we're going to have all of these people that need help, but we are failing so bad at being able to get the connections done, like to get them in where they need, getting them into you, getting them into wherever, wherever they can get help. And I just, I just imagine my brother back in 2010 after he came home, times by 300. So, yeah, <laughs> and exactly. and it's a serious problem that the state has that nobody's talking about right now. And I mean. And I'm kind of mad at myself for not thinking about this and the deployments that we've had between 2010 and my awareness, because I know that there's been plenty, and mm-hmm. it's been my own non-vigilance that's been watching that. But Yeah, that's awesome. That's right. I mean, And we're a state that has, depending on how you want to measure it, between 10 and 20 times the rate of service yes. compared yep. to the rest of the country. Yep. We're number so. four for veterans yeah. in the country. It's so. part of the Wyoming culture. Yes, and, yes. So and isolation is also very easy in Wyoming. Yes. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yes. it's, again, sort of a perfect storm. So, and I think that that's one of the things also is the veterans hearing this, knowing that you guys are there, but also knowing that families can come to you guys as well and get get 
start that path so that their veteran can eventually hopefully feel like they can open that front door. Yeah. And, and of course, for as far as the psychotherapy and realizing that also comes with a complete, um, uh, confidentiality. Yeah. We can do it privately. Uh, We don't report to anybody. Um, and that was another big part of the soldiers project was because we're independent and we're not funded by the department of defense or anybody. Sure. Uh, you can know you'll have complete confidentiality and, any information without your written approval. Very good, very good. Well, and um, wow, that's really, what a great project and how fortunate our community is to have you guys here doing all that. And I think that it's also psychotherapy maybe doesn't sound like the most fun, but it sounds like you guys are willing to do a lot of work that's not just talking based. So (laughs) from what you were just describing, it's not just Absolutely. Yep. That you're yeah. that you're going outside of the box of what we typically think of as therapy. So, yeah, probably a little bit more successful, possibly then. <laughs> so very good. And, uh, and one other thing that I, and you can tell me to, you can say, no, you chop <laughs> this off if you want. Yeah. But um, you know, if if you come and you visit us on a walk-in day, and you're or you make an appointment to see Charlie. Um, and you're you're just not feeling that connection, that's okay. Don't give up. Find that connection with another practitioner, but just don't give up because yep. it is treatable. And yep. and there are um, are definitely a lot of uh, folks and programs out there that are are desperate to help. Yeah, that's really important because I mean the only thing we know about the success of psychotherapy is that it correlates with the quality of the relationship. So if you're looking for a therapist, um, encourage a person to talk to several. And mm-hmm. in my practice, I offer a free half-hour consultation. Um, just ask if it's all right and get on the phone with them. Can we talk a little bit and make sure you feel comfortable? Sure. It's only as successful as the relationship. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah. All right. Very good. Well, thank you so much for coming in, guys. And um, I w- know that I will be better about I'll come open that door one of these days please like. do please do <laughs> so very good thank you so much for coming in all right thank, thank you, you. Mm-hmm.